What up, y'all? It's your boy, the one and only A-Switch, a.k.a. Why is his nipple so hard? (laughs) A.k.a. Put some, uh, put some whipped cream on my nose and, uh, suck it real hard. (laughs) No pause. AKA the Komagi Tiger Dropper. AKA the Nigga Lip Master. Bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sights, episode 186. Uh, it's getting up there, so I'm trying to keep up. Um, early episode, uh, pre Thanksgiving. Uh, because I will be, of course, celebrating the, the festivities. Um, I was like, you know what? Let me get this out the way because I know otherwise <laughs> it's going to be a minute. So, um, yeah. Hope everybody is uh, having a wonderful uh, week, pre-holiday, what have you. Um, hope you get them deals. Them, um, well, I don't know. Them deals not looking great lately, but. I digress. Have a pretty good episode for you today. Um, talk about the Game Award nominees. Actually, we're going to try to uh, live. Uh, I'm going to try to vote live, uh, actually, since uh, otherwise I'm probably going to forget. Um, talk about Like a Dragon Guide. I've been playing that. Finished it. Um, the last was part two being remastered. We'll see, see how people feel about that. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, you know what, without further ado, let's start the dilly dallying and get right into it. First topic of discussion. Game award nominees were, were announced. Um, so you know what? Let's just we'll go from least to highest, technically. Not too many categories necessarily, but we might have to we might have to rapid fire at some point. But yeah, best esports event. We got twenty twenty three League of League of Legends World Championship, Blast TV Paris Major, Evo twenty twenty three, uh Dota two championships international. Valorant Championships 2023. For that, personally, I will go at Evo 2023 because that is uh, probably the one I I just know the most of and have gotten would actually watch specifically. So, esports event. Um, and it is the website is acting weird. Is it gonna? All right, let's go best esports coach. I don't know. Whatever, whatever. There's not really any. F- I'm gonna go with Counter-Strike, unfortunately. Um, I'm gonna go with, with D- Danny Zonic Sorensen. I thought he, I thought it said Zaddy for a second. I was like, wait a minute. He's gonna want us to, <laughs> I don't think he wants us to call him that. That's, that's a little well, especially, you know, men. But, you know, but, hey, whatever flows your boat, you know what I mean? Whatever floats your boat. 
uh, best esports team. We just got Valorant, Dota, League of Legends, and Counter Strike. Um, I'm gonna go with Team Vitality for Counter Strike there, um, only because I just like Counter Strike out of all of the choices. Sorry, otherwise. Um, best esports athlete. Hopefully they they got some fighting game people in here. They got CS:GO, Valorant, Call of Duty, League, and Apex. I'm gonna just I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go with I'm gonna go I have to go with Matt Matt Matthew Zewu Herbalt for CS:GO. I'm sorry, I just it's the only game I really well Call of Duty technically, but I don't I'm not familiar with the guy. I'm gonna just I, I just gotta I just have a whenever I think of esports, I always think of Call of Duty. So or Counter Strike, I mean. Um, best esports game. So for this, we have Counter Strike Two. Dota 2, League of Legends, PUBG Mobile, odd considering, well, and then Valorant. Um, for me personally, I have to give it to Counter-Strike 2, um, at least having played it out of all of these. It's odd having PUBG Mobile over PUBG itself, technically, but I guess it's technically a different beast and people, I don't know, odd choice, but Counter-Strike 2 for me. There content created a year. Uh, I don't know any of these people. I don't know any of these people. I don't even, I have no frame of reference at all. Uh, I'm gonna go with people make games. Cause that seems to be, they seem, it seems like a positive that at least implies some positivity. I, I can't vouch for anybody else. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Most anticipated game. We got Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Hades 2. Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Star Wars Outlaws. And Tekken 8. Damn, actually this is, this is actually pretty legit. Not gonna lie. At least, well, if anything, it does speak to me. <clears throat> um, damn. At least for me, that the top three for sure: Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, and Tekken Eight. Those are definitely my top three. So sorry, Star Wars Outlaw. Sorry, Hades Two. Um, I just I have to. I have to go with uh. I have to go with Rebirth. I really do. That's, that's definitely the game. I am like just in, in the most intensely excited for next year. Um, close second, probably be infinite wealth. And then third Tekken eight, even though, I mean, I'm, I'm looking very much forward to all of them technically. Um, yeah. Best adaptation, best adaptation. Recognizing outstanding creative work that faithfully and authentically adapts a video game to another entertainment medium. Okay. So basically video game IPs, um, being translated to movies or TV shows is pretty much the category. You got Castlevania Nocturne on Netflix, Gran Turismo, the movie, um, the last of us on HBO max or max, whatever you, whatever it's called. Now the super Mario brothers movie, um, twisted metal TV show on Peacock. Hmm. <clears throat> ah, that's actually good. Like, 
all of these were generally pretty good. I can't really speak for Gran Turismo. Can't really. Well, yeah, I'd have to definitely Gran Turismo was out of it. Uh, it, it might be, I mean, twisted metal was actually surprisingly pretty good. Um, super Mario brothers movie was actually pretty good. I don't know. I think it, it ultimately comes down to Castlevania and last of us. I haven't actually finished Castlevania. So by default, I think I will go with the last of us. I did enjoy the last of us. The, the, the liberties they, they took in terms of changing certain things I think did, um, turn for the better. And I think overall it did successfully translate as a, as a TV show from, from the video, from its video game form. So I have to give it the, have to give it the last of us best multiplayer. Got Baldur's Gate three Diablo four party animals, Street fighter six, super Mario brothers wonder. I have not completed Baldur's Gate three. I haven't played it. So, I feel bad, but I can't really speak on that. I played a bit, a, a little bit more of Diablo four, but I don't know. I, I, it was all right. I, I'm, I am playing a little bit of super Mario brothers wonder, but I've not played the multiplayer necessarily. Haven't played party animals. Um, I, I have the frame of reference. I have to give it a street fighter six. I have to, I have to out of the choices. That was the one I, I definitely enjoyed the most. Um, personally. So, um, I feel like there were some better choices for this category though. I don't know. Maybe not. I guess I I recall there being some pretty good, other good, uh, multiplayer games, but nonetheless, best sports slash racing game got, uh, EA sports FC 24. Did they change FIFA? Is it no longer FIFA now? I did not even know that. Uh, F1 23, Forza Motorsport, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 Turbocharged, The Crew Motorfest. So because I've pretty much not played any of these, I would probably go with the game I would likely want to play out of these, um, which would have to be Forza Motorsport. I heard good things about Forza Motorsport, so Forza Motorsport best sim strategy game, uh, advanced wars one and two reboot camp city skylines Two, company of heroes, three fire emblem engaged Pikmin four. This is tough. Um, of the two, definitely the two top for me is fire emblem and advanced wars one and two. I've technically never played. I haven't played any of these, these games specifically, but I am familiar with the series. Um, Hmm. I feel like I'd want to play advanced wars one and two more the most. So I'm going with that. I'm going with that. I, I'm going with it. I think, yeah, I think that, uh, it might be fire emblem engage. I'm guessing that would technically win best family game, Disney illusion Island, party animals, Pikmin four, Sonic superstars, super Mario brothers wonder. I'm going with Mario brothers only because that's what I'm currently playing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think it'll, it'll probably be Mario wonders, uh, Mario, Super Mario brothers wonder as the winner in general. Um, best fighting game, God of rock, mortal Kombat one, Nickelodeon, all star brawl Two, pocket bravery, street fighter six. 
for me, it's definitely between Mortal Kombat 1 and Street Fighter 6. have to give it to Street Fighter 6 because Mortal Kombat is great. Um, I enjoyed the story, but it is some odd choices that were made. And at least I don't know this based off that and considering I've not really played the multiplayer since I was done with it. Um, but I have played multiplayer for street fighter six and the single player mode was more interesting. I feel so I have to give it to street fighter six. I think that, and I think that will ultimately win. I believe best RPG Baldur's gate three final fantasy 16 lies of P Sea of Stars, Starfield. Now this, I think, is one of the more uh, controversial uh, categories. <laughs> some people, some people think um, that Starfield should, well, well, no, you have two parties. You have one party saying that Starfield shouldn't technically get any nominations. Then I think you have another um, saying that Starfield is pretty much getting snubbed because it's only in a couple categories, I believe. I think maybe two or three. Um, when it, it, I don't think it's in game of the year and whatnot as well. So uh, I played through Starfield, beat it. Um, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know if I would put that as my game of the year. Final Fantasy 16, that's another one. At least for me personally, I don't think it's, it's uh it should be in the running uh for best rpg but it is um that's one yeah at least i hard disagree with uh, not hard i can see some people enjoying it more than i did i'll say that lies of p that is a this is a game i wanted to play but i've not gotten around to yet um sea of stars again another game i'm i've not played and Baldur's gate 3 which i've played a little bit I know I'm pretty sure everybody's going to vote Baldur's Gate three. So, and I don't know. I'm, I'm from what I played, I, I could see that. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go with, I'm gonna go with Baldur's Gate three. I have to, I think that game is, is good. I just don't have the time to play it out of the choices we have. Uh, best action adventure, Alan Wake two, Marvel Spider-Man two, Resident Evil four star Wars, Jedi survivor legend of Zelda tears of the kingdom have not played tears of the kingdom yet. Have not played star Wars, Jedi survivor yet. Have played out beat Alan wake Two, beat Spider-Man Two, beat Resident Evil four. <sighs> this is actually kind of tough. At least between the three choices specifically. I like what Alan wake two did. That's different from everything else. Spider-Man two is just like, you know what, you know, and love and more from the previous game. So, I mean, that's, that's it's, it's, it's Avenue there. And then Resident Evil four is like, was a pretty good remake. Um, as a, as a fan of the original, one of my favorite games of all time, I don't know. Well, yeah, I think that's, that's the tough part. Like I compare Resident Evil four. I think my problem is that I directly compare Resident Evil four to, uh, the remake to the original Resident Evil four, which I think is problematic in a lot of my feelings towards it. I thoroughly enjoyed the game, but I'm just still uh, so attached to OG Resident Evil four. 
I would have to, ah, Spider-Man 2 was really good. I'm going to have to give it to Alan Wake 2. Alan Wake 2. I, I, I liked what it, what it did with, uh, you know, it's IP, the franchise now, um, the bold, bold, uh, choices it made, I think paid off in a lot of ways. So I have to give it to Alan Wake 2. Best action game. Armor Core 6, Dead Island 2, Ghost Runner 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Remnant 2. Hmm. I, I've actually, I beat Armor Core 6. Haven't played Dead Island 2. Haven't played Ghost Runner 2. Played a good amount of Hi-Fi Rush and haven't played Remnant 2. I was not, I was not like really like over the moon impressed by Armor Core 6 for some reason. Um, I feel like personally, I think I, w- I would give it a high fi rush. I would give it a high fi rush. I feel like I liked what the game did more than armor core six. So I have to give it a um, high fi rush. Uh, interesting that some of these games are, uh, it seems like some games are missing. I guess that's why they did action adventure, a separate category, but yeah, because it's best action game and then best action adventure. So uh, it's fine. I guess it gives more people, more games opportunities to get awards. So understandable. Best VR AR game. Gran Turismo 7. Heard good things about that. Horizon Call of the Mountain. Heard some decent stuff. Humanity. I've not really heard. Well, I've heard just the non VR component, but I've not heard about the VR component. Resident Evil Village VR mode, uh, Synapse. None of these I've never played. I've ever played. Um, but I'm gonna go with Resident Evil v- Village. That's the game. That That is absolutely what I would play. That is what I would buy a PSVR 2 for. Um, yeah, if them, if them sales looking right, man, I definitely would get a, get a PSVR 2 just to play that. Not gonna lie. Best mobile game. Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, Hello Kitty Island Adventure, Honkai Star Rail, Monster Hunter Now, Terra Neil. It's between Final Fantasy and Monster Hunter Now. Those are definitely the two games I'd want to play. I feel like as a mobile game, I feel like Monster Hunter Now fits that fits fits that niche niche the most. My issue with Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis is that if I think it should be on outside of mobile. So I'm gonna go with Monster Hunter now. That is probably the game I would play. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that, that is definitely the game I would probably play of the two, even though it's good that Ever Crisis is get coming to Steam at some point, so. Best debut indie game. Uh, this is for the best debut indie game created by a, a new independent studio. Um, Cocoon, Dredge, Pizza Tower, Venba, Viewfinder. None of these I've not necessarily heard from. Maybe Dredge, maybe Cocoon. Um, Pizza Tower. I'm gonna go with Pizza Tower because it just it, it looked cool. It looked like something I would play. It looked like some. I'm sorry to everybody else. I've, I've that's this is what I'm gonna go with. Uh, best independent game. I I think this is a this was another point of contention as well. Whereas best debut in a game and best independent game for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional 
publisher system. So I think this all this kind of implies that there are some 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 developers qualify because I think uh, the people that made Dave the Diver is a studio that is actually financed by what was it? Um, Tencent, I want to say. So it's, this is I think this is why some people have issue with it, which is understandable. Nonetheless, uh, Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Dredge, Sea of Stars, Viewfinder. I have not played any of these, but I would go with Dave, Dave the Diver. That was the game I I do want to play at some point. So, and I think that game is probably going to win out of uh, the nominees. Uh, best community support, recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency and responsiveness, inclusive of social media activity and game updates slash patches. So you got Baldur's Gate three, Cyberpunk 2077, Destiny two, Final Fantasy 14 and No Man's Sky. Um, I don't know. I feel like Baldur's Gate three doesn't really fit here necessarily because it's it just came out. It seems like this category is for games that have been out or, or post release and where it's more evident of the progress. So I based on that alone, I would not vote for Baldur's Gate three specifically because they just literally just came out this year. So I would actually based off what I heard specifically, mind you, I would give it a cyberpunk 2077 specifically (laughs) because of what I've heard about it. Um, so that is the game I definitely do actually based off what I've heard would try to, uh, try to replay at some point. So best ongoing game. So I guess it's different. <laughs> I feel like best. So if, the, if, if, if best ongoing game is different, best community support. So this, this means like a game that is, as is, uh, I don't know, uh, succeeded in a ad- immense adversity in terms of like being horrible at, at the start and is, is changed their ways. So I guess that still stands at least for me for cyberpunk 2077. I can't personally attest to it, but I, I take the people I've, uh, followed words for it. Best ongoing game. Um, awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. Hmm. We got apex legends, um, cyberpunk 2077, final fantasy 14, Fortnite, Genshin impact. Um, can't attest to final fantasy 14 or Genshin impact. So it would definitely be Fortnite, Cyberpunk 2077 and Apex Legends. I feel like Cyberpunk 2077 doesn't belong here because it's not technically ongoing necessarily. It just had a substantial patch and they <laughs> were basically working on what they should have worked on before or delayed the game. So I based off that, the, the, the muddiness of it all, I would not give it a Cyberpunk. Probably be between Apex and 
Fortnite. And because I've enjoyed Fortnite more, I know Apex Legends is good though. It's been a minute since I played Apex. <sighs> yeah, I have to give it to Fortnite, especially with I think this year that this was the year was this the year they introduced uh no build mode? Hmm. Uh, I guess that was technically. They revealed it last year. Yeah, I guess it was your last year, but. Hmm. Yeah, I have to give the Fortnite either way. Especially with this OG season, which I've yet to play, but I do plan to play it. And it's the game I've played the most out of these, these, uh, nominees. So best ongoing game, I think it's between Fortnite or apex. I would be surprised if it's cyberpunk, but I could kind of see that, but I think it's going to be between Fortnite and apex. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing Fortnite. I'm guessing Fortnite. games for impact, uh, games, uh, uh for a thought provoking for a thought provoking game with a pro social meaning or message, a space for the unbound chance of center. Goodbye. Volcano high to Chia, a Terra Neil Venba. I've not played any of these, but I'm gonna go with goodbye. Volcano high based specifically on, uh, that being a game. I probably would at least try out would, I would at least try out. I, I have no idea where this, this could go in terms of the audience or the council, the sacred undercover um, Illuminati-esque <laughs> council. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say goodbye Volcano High at least. Uh, innovation and accessibility, uh, recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. Got Diablo four. I've now, I've, I've, uh, it didn't seem like Diablo four necessarily had any very distinct, uh, accessibility features, but as somebody obviously who doesn't have, have those needs, I guess I can't really attest, uh, Forza Motorsport, Hi-Fi Rush, uh, Marvel Spider-Man two, Mortal Kombat one, Street Fighter six. I, I, I'm, I, at least from somebody looking out from the outside in, uh, with street fighter sixes, um, audio, uh, implementation where if you, for blind people, you can actually play the game. That seems very, very huge compared to all of these other games. I've not really, I like Spider-Man two's, um, accessibility where you can slow down, the game and stuff, but that seems to kind of been standardized for the most part. Like we've seen that in other games before. Like I think the last was part one remastered or the last was part one, um, was like the first to do that specifically hi-fi rush. I feel like is more towards, uh, um, input lag than anything. 
I don't know. At least from what 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 uh, at least rings in my head, I'm gonna have to go with Street Fighter Six because I think that's that is a I think that at least sets a precedent for further accessibility going down the road. Um, what Street Fighter Six didn't, I think. I think the council will probably have those same sentiments, so I think it will be Street Fighter Six. That is my guess. Best performance. Uh, awarded to an individual for voiceover acting, motion, and our performance capture. We got Ben Starr, uh, Final Fantasy VI, Teen. Uh, Cameron Monaghan, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Idris Elba, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, Melanie Libbard, Alan Wake 2, a.k.a. Saga. Uh, Neil Newborn, Baldur's Gate 3. Yuri Lowenthal, Marvel Spider-Man 2. This is actually, uh, this is, this is actually, um, challenging. I did like Clive in Final Fantasy 16. I liked his work, um, that Ben Starr did for the voice. He was, uh, you know, he was, he, I think he played the role he was set to play. Can't speak on Star Wars. Can't speak on cyberpunk. But I mean, I know Edger's elbow is probably going to deliver, but I don't think it's fair to vote him considering all the other people. I don't know. Saga was pretty good. I, I did enjoy Saga a lot. Um, Yuri Lowenthal. <laughs> Yuri was pretty funny. Um, in a lot of ways in Spider-Man too. Hmm. This, this, this is actually pretty tough in terms of specifically voice acting, bringing the character to life. Hmm. Damn. I'm going to give it to Melanie. I have to give it to Melanie Lindbergh from Alan Wake. I really liked, I really liked her character. Like what she did. I think based off that alone, um, I have to give it to Melanie. Yuri Lowenthal was probably a close second. That'll probably put Ben Starr in terms of just the enjoyment of a, of a character. I feel like that closely ties to the voice actor for sure. So I have to give it to Melanie. Best audio design, uh, Alan Wake 2, Dead Space, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4. I'm going to give it, I have to give it to Dead Space. Also, by the way, uh, I feel like of Resident Evil 4, Dead Space should have, I would have had rather had Dead Space than Resident Evil 4 for game of the year. That's just me. That's just me. But I digress. Um, audio design for dead space was, was very great. Like, you know, they, they, they was using them five point five point one channels. Let me tell you. All right. Had me very tense, man. Oh man. Now I, now I want to replay that. I really do dead space for sure. Best score in music. Um, we got Alan Wake two, Baldur's Gate three, Final Fantasy 16, which I, I that is one category I can't agree with Final Fantasy 16. I did enjoy the music very much. Hi-Fi Rush, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Hmm. I feel like it's kind of unfair to give it to High Rare Rush in a way because a lot of the game, mm, a lot of the game is based on audio um, in terms of music and you know, uh, attacking on the beat and stuff like that. But Alan Wake two has a very spoilery moment. That is pretty dope when it comes to music as well. 
can't speak to Baldur's Gate 3 as much. I would probably give it to, I'm going to give it to Hi-Fi Rush because I did like what they did with the audio, even though it's kind of cheating and it's like deeply integrated in the game. But I, I don't think it's fair to knock it for that. It, it, it did something very unique and different that I think should be rewarded when it comes to um, games in general, really. So I'm, I'm going to give it, I have to give it to Hi-Fi Rush. I think it's, it's probably going to be Hi-Fi or Alan Wake 2 between the two. That is, that is what I predict. Art direction, um, Alan Wake 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Liza P, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Um, this is for outstanding creative and or technical achievement and artistic design and animation. I'm giving it to Alan Wake 2. Absolutely. Alan Wake 2. I won't, I, I, and I know, I won't explain any further. I will not. I will not you have to see for yourself uh, best narrative for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. Um, Alan Wake two Baldur's Gate three oh, cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty uh, Final Fantasy 16 Marvel Spider-Man two. Uh, one, one of these is not like the other. And one of those is Final Fantasy 16. In my opinion, I was not a f- the, the, the story was very displaced. I'll say that. And I I won't go any further, but yeah, I don't, I don't think FF 16 should, should be here personally. I think some people may had the heads, the similar sentiments, but I did thoroughly enjoy Spider-Man's two story. Uh, can't speak on Baldur's Gate three. Um, even though I think a lot of people probably, that is the game I think will probably get voted here. Alan Wake 2 was really good. I'm going to have to give it to Alan Wake. Alan Wake 2. It was really good. It, it was out of these. It was, for me, it was definitely Alan Wake 2. For sure. Yeah. Just just how it told. It 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 it, it, it conveyed the storytelling. Yeah. I, it, definitely Alan Wake 2. Best game direction. Order for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. Alan Wake 2. Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. <sighs> Best game direction. Outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. Outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. When I think about that specifically, I almost would put some Mario's, Mario's Mario Brothers Wonder in there, but I've not played through it much to attest for that. So yet again, I really liked. Hmm. Mm. Damn. Spider-Man and Alan Wake, really? It's like I liked a lot of stuff that Spider-Man 2 did, but was it was it necessarily bold or like bold or outstanding is kind of the point where I'm 
I feel indifferent there, but Alan Wake 2, I feel like it did do that for sure. So based off that Alan Wake 2, I think that will also uh, be the, be the council's choice for best game direction. And finally, finally game of the year. Uh, Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. <sighs> I would want to say Resident Evil 4, but uh, it's, it's something, if something doesn't feel right given a remake game of the year. I just... I just don't feel right in my soul to give a remake game of the year personally. But then again, maybe that's just a testament to how much I I enjoyed it. Well, compared to the original, maybe if, if I compared it to the original, um, well, I mean, that's pretty much what I've been doing really. Ah, And it's been a long time too. I feel like I need to replay the game at some point, but I don't think it'll be anytime soon before the the game was. It did leave a decent impression on me, but I don't know. It just didn't give me that fervor like the original Resident Evil 4 did. So based off that, I cannot uh, in my right conscience give it to Resident Evil 4 personally. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 again, I'm pretty sure that's probably gonna be the winner considering what I've heard from a lot of folks, but again, I personally not beat it, beating it, beating it. <laughs> I've not beat it. So I can't, I can't attest to that. So it was between Alan Wake and Spider-Man game of the year. Game of the year. Spider-Man two was really good though. it delivered on everything, you know, it did deliver on all of its, its teases and intents. Halloween two though. Uh, I'd have to give it, I would give it to Spider-Man. I'm gonna have to give it to Spider-Man. I'm gonna give it to Spider-Man. I've given Halloween two too much love. <laughs> <laughs> I've enjoyed both, but I don't know. I wouldn't, I don't know. I was like certain aspects of Alan Wake too. I thoroughly enjoyed, but I don't know about game of the year necessarily, but I do think I'm a, I'm gonna call it right now. It's probably gonna be Baldur's Gate three considering the fervor, the intense fervor and, 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 and lust for that game I've, I've heard. I know that will win, but personally, obviously I can't rightly vote for it if I've not beaten it considering I've played other ones. So Spider-Man two game of the year. I, I don't think it will win. Maybe viewer's choice. Uh, maybe not. It might be Alan Wake two. That might be viewer's choice. Um, I forgot about tears of the kingdom. I forgot about the low key fans. I don't know. I feel like tears of the kingdom from what I've, what I'm hearing specifically as somebody who's not played, I played a, a decent amount of breath of wild, but never finished it. Um, never played tears of the kingdom. I feel like a fair amount of people still think, well, I think the luster of tears of the kingdom is lessened by the existence of 
um, Breath of the Wild originally. If Tears of the Kingdom was the first game um, since, well, let's, if, if Breath of the Wild didn't exist and Tears of the Kingdom was technically the first Switch, original Switch game, then I think that would maybe be a different conversation technically. But otherwise, I don't know. But personally, I can't vote for it as somebody who did not play it. So, and there you have it. There you go. Um, those are the game award, uh, nominees. Um, good luck to everybody. Um, yeah, we'll see. We shall, we shall see. I mean, I forget that there are also like game announcements, which it seems like it's going to be a lot of hype for that. I mean, we talked about last episode, GTA six is probably pretty likely that's, uh, going to be announced or we're going to at least see, we're probably going to see like six seconds of, of footage and then just everybody lose their shit. But hey, I'm looking forward to it. Nonetheless, love me some game awards. Um, I wish I, I wish I would have went this year, but they, uh, they've been, they hiked up the prices. I don't know, or they weren't letting some of the people who, who frequently go there, go there necessarily. I think because of the whole controversy with the, um, the, uh, the people getting a little too, uh, comfortable getting on stage and stuff, uh, ruined it for all of us, ruined it for all of us. Thanks. Thanks. Random man, random man access for GTA six. You, you ruined it for everybody. I mean, he, he, <laughs> he technically got, <laughs> he technically got his wish, but at what cost, at what cost, man? Uh, but I digress. I digress. Moving on. Last of Us Part Two Remastered um, was announced. Um, it's been generally fairly rumored. Um, I think yeah, we heard some rumors like early last year, I want to say. But uh, yeah, it was at least initially leaked this last Friday, and people were like what? Uh, huh? What? And then uh, Naughty Dog, either they caught on, either it was planned or it was planned later. And uh, regardless, they were beaten to the punch, it seems. So um, about like an hour before uh, Wario released some information, uh, they there was like a trailer for it um, that was, I guess, uh, accessed through the back end technically. But. Yeah, they, they, um, shortly after that, they did officially announce it and officially dropped the trailer for the game. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, crazy nonetheless, but yes, last was part two remastered. So, um, a lot, a lot to, uh, um, dissect from this in general, but, um, at least the, the nitty gritty details. So, uh, there's a roguelike survival mode called no return. So I don't know really a good frame of reference. They, they say it's a roguelike. So it seems to be, you basically pick a character, you have these procedural like, um, levels, I assume, and then, you know, get random enemies and then proceed level to level. 
it doesn't, it's not, I don't think it's necessarily been confirmed if like there's like a, a canonic, can, not a canonical, but like a definitive end to the mode. It seems like you survive as long, or maybe there is actually an actual end, which if that's the case, uh, I talked about it on Twitter briefly, but it would be pretty dope if there was like, you could play as you could play as Joel and you know, uh, what happens if somehow, some way that your last boss is Joel is, uh, um, what is her name? Abby, Abby and certain events happen, uh, you know, non-canon of course, but you know, give, uh, some of us players some fulfillment in some way, shape or form. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, but, uh, yeah, then there's a previously cut lost level. So it seems like they intended levels. They were, you know, developing that didn't make the cut for the final game. Uh, you will be able to access and like, uh, I believe there's like, um, director's commentary and stuff, which, Hey, I'm gonna eat that. I'm gonna eat that shit up. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, tech improvements and, uh, probably the biggest, biggest aspect of this is that, uh, there will and will be an upgrade path to, uh, play existing PlayStation four owners of the game. Um, so yeah, so basically pretty much the standard, uh, PS4 upgrade path. So if you have a physical disc of the game, um, you can just put the game disc in and then, you know, um, go and try to, when it drops, it'll give you an option to upgrade the game to, um, the, the remaster version for $10 where pretty much, uh, going forward, it's just the key to play the game. So you have to have the disc to play the game. Um, but essentially you can play the, this version of the game upgraded only for $10. So that is pretty dope. People were very well considering the last of us part one, which technically was a remake, but some people thought it was more so a remaster. I'm on, I'm on the, I'm on the line of, of remake in terms of, you know, seeing a lot of the, the drastic differences they made and a lot of the engine, uh, differences and all that. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, at least, uh, our apprehensiveness has been <laughs> settled yet a little bit there. Of course, there's still people complaining about it, but, um, well, I guess, yeah, that, that probably leads on to the next topic, but, uh, people, people have an, an issue with <laughs> it. When you consider this, the game technically has more remake slash remasters than numbered titles in the series specifically. So literally last of us one and two part two, whatever are the only games in the series, but you have the last of us remastered that came out on PS4. Um, then you have the last of us part one, which they remade, remade, uh, remade last of us one, but it's remastered with last of us part two engines and a lot of liberties of, um, to take advantage of PS five. And now you have the last of us part two remastered 
which is basically um, part two, a game that came out in 2020 being remastered three years later. So, which I can understand, like people are like, okay, this is weird. And then also on top of that, um, I want to say maybe a year or so ago, they, um, Naughty Dog, uh, provided a patch for, uh, PS, PS5 users playing the PS4 version of Last of Us Part Two, where you can play the game in 60 FPS. So, you know, some people thought maybe that was just going to be it. Um, but then people were heard about this and like, uh, I don't know, man. So, but it definitely, the $10, uh, upgrade path definitely softens the blow there. Um, and if you have the digital version, I thought if you have the digital version, you can just, um, well, yeah, I think digitally you have to do the same, but because it's digital, you don't need to have a disc in the console, which might be better. Um, I forgot about the other, uh, implementations, of course, graphical enhancements, which who knows people are kind of, we'll see some people have been making comparisons, but I don't know if it's actually really accurate. We'll have to see when the full game comes out, you know, you, you, you know, damn well, digital foundry about to, about to dissect the hell out of it. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it intently, intently. Um, full dual sense wireless controller integration. So that that's, that's definitely one. Um, I'm looking forward to new outfits saw Ellie in like a space outfit. And he, I think it uh, showed Abby in like a, a Mad Max esque, uh, outfit, uh, guitar free play, which, uh, I think a lot of people praised the, the good little guitar moment segment in the game where you could pretty much freestyle and, uh, I've saw like, yeah, there was a lot of YouTube videos, people doing like all types of, of songs just specifically with this mini game. So that makes sense. And then like we mentioned before, the roguelike survival mode, uh, no, re- <laughs> I gotta do it. No return. Yeah. I just, I just want them to do that. Every time you start to, <laughs> you just, you, uh, hit start to start the game. No return. Oh man. They need to do it. Naughty dog. You, you, you don't got my number, but you can, you can, you can just, you can hit me up. I'll give you, I'll give you these, I'll give you these pointers for free, for free. Um, yeah. So there you have it. Last was part two remaster. And the crazy thing was I was planning to replay this. Cause I was like, you know, I, I did I play part one. One, uh, I think late last year, but nonetheless, I was like, it's been on my mind, especially considering the uh, TV show, um, you know, had me, uh, had it in, in my, my mind space, if you will. And I was like, you know what? I do want to, I really do want to play it. I guess. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious what, what liberties they will take to actually, uh, how far are they, are we, are, you know, are they really going to go with this in terms of like, Will there be any, any, any decent changes? But I don't know. It seems like it won't necessarily be, but I mean, I guess we'll see. Um, also, um, free, uh, upgrade, uh, for PS4 in terms of, um, your saves. So your saves will be able to transfer over 
from the PS4 version to the remastered PS5 version as well, which is uh, yet another plus. Love 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 to see it. Love to see it. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Um, <laughs> I'm curious how, I'm curious how, 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 uh, the gaming community will feel, uh, now that we'll be forced to experience uh, a certain moment yet again, um, in, <laughs> in greater fidelity now, <laughs> even though the fidelity was good to begin with, um, that was a great looking game for PS4, um, PS4 pro at least. <laughs> Can't say for OG PS4, that boy probably was gonna sound like it was about to take off, <laughs> like it was about to, about to, uh, about to fly in space or something. I don't know, about to go Mach five, but I digress. Also, shout out to that to to the key art for the uh, game, man. If they if they got some dope ass like edition that just has both of the games and. Yeah, man, the contrast of this art compared to other one. My only gripe is the remastered kind of takes away detracts from the art a bit. So hopefully they have some option for or some way, some flip, some other alternate cover that that doesn't have the remastered aspect on it. But um, otherwise, hey, $10 upgrade. We've won. We as PlayStation fans, Last of Us fans have won. You'd love to see it. You love to see it. With that being said, um, that concludes the news for this episode. Uh, let's get in what I've been playing, which has been a decent amount. Um, first on the docket, Alan Wake two. So you got little hints um, throughout the game game award um, discussion segment live voting. Um, thoroughly enjoyed Alan Wake too. Um, yeah, not a some decent time has has passed for me to marinate on it. Yeah, I I, I did. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I liked the uh, survival horror um, direction now where technically it was kind of like that, but it was more, it did. There was no resource management. There was the loop of the flashing a light on people to weaken them and then, then shoot them after they're exposed and stuff like that. But not on the, as much of a scale as this game. Um, like there's exploration. There is, um, yeah, there's the, the mine, the mind fuck stuff a little bit. Um, very much. Uh, I, I, it's been so long. So I played the first one. I've kind of, uh, didn't realize how, how, uh, how similar to twin peaks, how similar and obviously inspired by twin peaks. Uh, the game is, um, especially this one, um, that, uh, as, as a fan, uh, a, a recent, not, not, semi-recent fan of Twin Peaks that also added to my appreciation and enjoyment of this game more. Um, I feel like it's a lot I could talk about, but I don't want to spoil, which I won't. Um, 
Yeah, it's just it's a game that's hard to explain. Hard to explain. Experiencing, if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. It's just so much intricate stuff. That's like, I feel is hard to explain and convey. Other than for you to experience it. Yeah. That's probably the best way I can. I can't describe it technically. Um, but yeah, no, you get, you get like some similar resident evil beeps, <laughs> beats in a way, you know, finding weapons, item management. Um, I guess that's where it ends really. But then you got, you know, your, your, your enemies. Uh, that's probably the one thing I wish the game had a bit more of. Uh, I feel like there wasn't enough enemy variety. Um, I would have liked to see more, more, more variety when it came to the enemies. Um, some of them boys was, was just annoying. This one, this one dude that just be teleporting and running everywhere. I hate those. I hate them. They can die. They could, they could die. They cannot come back to life or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, I like the, the, the graphics just, just superb. I was playing it on the series X. Um, and man, that game is pretty in a lot of ways. And I'm like, I'm just amazed. Like they were able to pull that off on, uh, our current consoles. Um, which yeah, is a testament to like this game definitely feels like a game you could not play on the previous generation for sure. Especially with the mind place mechanic where pretty much you are in the real world and then you can go presumably in your head, which is the mind place, I, I believe. And it totally immediately just like teleports you to no loading or whatever, a, a different environment, which is, is crazy. Uh, at least seeing it for the first few times that like, you know, like, damn, this is a sign of, uh, of advancement in technology for sure. So what else? Um, Alan Wake two. Yeah, just the, the, the story was very interesting. I was, I was engaged throughout. Um, I liked the yeah, interesting design choices they made where, yeah, I don't want to spoil it. It's something I would not want to spoil. It's not crazy, but it's something I also would not want to spoil. So, um, yeah, man, Alan Wake two. Love the, uh, the self love for like, you know, it seemed like in one way, shape or in some way, shape or form, they implement, they, uh, implement their, their previous IPs in, in, in a lot of ways. Like there's there very much a lot of Alan, uh, Max Payne references. One of the characters in the game basically looks like, well, looks like Max Payne who, is the creative director of this game, uh, Sam Lake, who, um, yeah, he's basically the likeness of Max Payne. And then also has the voice of the, the, um, the person that voiced Max Payne in, in Max Payne. Uh, is it, I think James McCaffrey, pretty sure James McCaffrey, um, man, love that man. I could hear that dude talk and narrate for like a long time. That guy is great. Shouts out to shouts out to James James McCaffrey, man. 
Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for uh, uh, Max Payne, the Max Payne remakes. Whew. Day one. Day zero, actually. Day negative one. Day negative one. But not in a dark place. Not in a dark place, though. Um. So, yeah, you got those references. You got, <clears throat> like, previous actors from, like, um, quantum break. And I think there's technically some references if you look hard enough and things like that. So a lot of, uh, self stroking, if you will, <laughs> but in a, in a good way, a tasteful way, not in an overtly like, uh, I don't know, cr- crass way. It was very, very much, uh, very interesting. I will say, um, yeah, man, I, I, if I say any more, I feel like I would spoil it, but I don't want to, but yeah, after finishing the game, completing it, got all the achievements too, which that was another testament to the game. Like, man, um, a lot of them, they were, I felt like they were pretty, pretty doable, not necessarily easy, but doable, like not insanely hard or anything like that. So, um, The game did have a a decent amount of bugs, which I believe got patched recently after I beat the game, of course. But um, at least that was one thing that was a little problematic, like some bug, one particular bug where I was trying to pick up an item, but it wouldn't let me pick it up. But if I moved the cursor where you would not expect it to be, I was able to pick it up. So that was that was a little weird, but stuff like that stuff from like um, at least for Xbox, like resuming the game after it's been, uh, after it's in rest mode and stuff like that was weird. Um, but outside of that thoroughly enjoyed it, man. Great experience. Great experience. That game is definitely going to get some awards. That's for sure. Yeah. There were some very, very fun moments in that game. Yeah. That game takes you on a ride. It really does. Basically twin peaks, the game, (laughs) Twin Peaks the game, but not to detract from Deadly Premonition, which is also another heavily Twin Peaks inspired game. They're all, they're both good. So yeah, Alan Wake 2, play it, play it. You probably want to uh, at least get a recap YouTube video of the first one though. I feel like is a lot I forgot that um I at least refresh my memory on or at some point I just realized or put two and two together and stuff. But yeah, I think this is definitely, even though they claim you can play it, you can play it without playing the first one. I feel like you do miss out on a decent amount. Um, not knowing the events, what took place in the first one for sure. Um, you can play, uh, between saga and, uh, um, Alan, but, uh, you, you can, I, that was one thing I was kind of confused about. Cause at least going in and hearing, hearing about the game, you can play, you could play, um, you could play all of Alan stuff or all of saga stuff, but it seemed like the game heavily. Well, I know it definitely give you the option. Like if you want to switch between characters, but I didn't know in some cases they directly made you switch, which I thought you had the choice but maybe you technically do. I don't know. It was a little weird, but nonetheless, it was, it was enjoyable either way. Uh, and I was very surprised by how they, well, obviously they tested the game a lot and how you were able to manage, uh, 
your character's inventory between Saga and uh, Alan, which they don't share inventory or anything like that, but was just amazed how, you know, you're done with one character and it picks up with the other and they have their own separate item management and stuff like that. So Alan Wake 2, <clears throat> very good. I was satisfied. I think the hype, the hype was, was lived. The hype was lived upon. Is that something like that? Something like that. Uh, moving on. Modern Warfare three multiplayer. <laughs> uh, we talked about the, the, the very unfortunate single player, but, um, actually got a good amount of time in the multiplayer. And I have to say, man, uh, definitely way better than modern warfare two. That's for sure. Um, I don't know if it would technically, I don't know if it would trump modern warfare 2019 though. I think 2019 is still, still the, the marquee multiplayer COD multiplayer game, but who knows? Maybe after the, again, this is before season one and the new maps and stuff like that have come out. Uh, it might change, but yeah, the gunplay feels good. Um, thank God we have traditional perks now, not to delay mess from MW two. Um, I think, yeah, just my gripe, slight gripe. It's something I'm getting acclimated the more I play, but the time to kill, uh, I, yeah, I still think is since the beta is still, it seems to be a little bit better, but still annoying in some aspects as somebody being used to this game, the gameplay of, of COD where the, the, the time to kill is very short. It does feel that way. But at the same time, I think it's, it, it's a weirdness with the net code. Cause it's like when I'm getting shot at, it's almost instant and, and killed. It's instant. But when I'm shooting at people, it seems like they, they, they're able to get away a lot more often than I am, which, um, I don't know. That could be a testament to the game servers. Technically, the more I think about it, but we'll see. Time will tell, I guess. Um, but no, I'm enjoying the enjoying the, the the traditional loop of the game. Um, one gripe I do that does come to mind is the armory system. So this is how they're trying to again. <laughs> recreate bread. What's the term? Um, <laughs> remake slice bread, trying to re reinvent slice bread. Um, so how it works is that like traditionally for call of duty games, you would, you would rank up all the way. You would rank up to the cap, which is like generally 55 for most of the games. Uh, once you do that, all of the weapons, perks, equipment, is generally unlocked, right? But no, uh, in this one, you now have to unlock, unlock them. Uh, well, a good amount of them. Some do unlock as you progress through the, the leveling, but in this you, it has an armory unlock system where basically you select from a lot of options, be it kill streaks, equipment, um, perks, etc. where now 
you have to do your dailies to get points towards those. So some unlocks are like three points where you have to get, if you do all three of your dailies, you get three points in, in theory, unlock that, whatever you're trying to unlock. Some are longer, like, um, I think the gunship is like eight points where again, you have to get eight, three, all three points of your dailies and then also get wins. So another way to unlock these and well get points towards these armory unlocks is to, um, freaking get wins, <laughs> get, or, or, or shall I say, get good, um, skill issue, <laughs> whatever. But basically, yeah. So there's an emphasis on getting wins in games now. Um, to unlock some of these, uh, well, for the army unlock, unlock system in general. So for me, it's not necessarily problematic, but it, it, I think in general it is problematic to where it does make the games more sweaty because people have a little bit more on the line now, uh, when otherwise people wouldn't necessarily <laughs> <laughs> when necessary, got to get a headshot, whatever. Um, but, ah, uh, I don't, I, I feel like there's a better way. Um, at least before, um, before a recent patch, at least before a recent patch, um, you had to do all your dailies first. Um, and then you can get like any wins after that you get points. Um, which that was a little, little too strict. At least now it's a little bit better where now any wins you get, um, even before getting all your dailies counts as points towards your armory unlocks, which, uh, it's better, but I, I still, I don't think it's perfect yet. I think it still could use some refinement. Um, and then there's the, the issue where like, me, I don't really have an issue doing most of the challenges. Most of them I can do without issue, but for some it's going to be way harder to do. Um, whether it be like get five headshots with a sniper rifle or whatever that, um, they just are not going to do or want to do. Um, so hopefully they do. I think a lot of people were suggesting that they put like a unlock, um, a rolling, um, an option to re-roll a challenge that you are not going to do or is too impossible to do for some people, which I think they definitely should do that. Um, so that might make it a little bit better, but still, I don't know. It's something about it. that just, does, I, I, I don't like where you're forcing me. You're forcing me too much to invest. You're forcing me too much to invest in the game when otherwise I would play the game on my own accord. If that makes sense. That's the vibe I get from the armory unlock system. That like you are putting more pressure on me than I want for me to keep playing your game when I would be doing it otherwise. That's, that's the sentiment I kind of feel from this, this system. So hopefully they tweak it more. Um, I don't know, maybe give you more challenges to do. I think, yeah, I think the, the, the solution to it is at least give us 
more challenges to do or maybe a means to unlock an option to do more challenges like maybe some type of currency to get. Well, no, that would be that would be that would be nasty to do some some means to unlock more challenges like uh, maybe even some integration with the weekly challenge system, which is pretty dope. I'm glad they brought that back. I don't think that was in MW2. That was in 2019, but like weekly challenges, maybe if you complete uh, the weekly challenges, they count as they count as um, uh, points towards your armor and locks. That might be the solution ultimately, I think, but we'll see. Probably. I don't, I doubt we'll see that anytime soon. We'll probably maybe see that come season one or season two, but that is how I feel about the army unlock system. Almost there. I liked what they were doing personally. I mean, I could do without it completely, but I can see, I can see they're, they're trying to get, 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 get that dopamine trying to, trying to keep you in like, Hey, you know, hey, you, you play every day. You, uh, you going to get, <laughs> you going to get them perks you want. You going to get them. You going to get that. You want that drill. You want that drill charge. Hey, you know, you, uh, play your cards, right? Keep playing every day. You just might get it. You just might get it, but you got to keep playing every day. So otherwise I can't make any promises. So call of duty. AKA drug dealer, <laughs> call of duty, drug dealer warfare. Give me them dopamine hits. Cause I need them. I need them. I need to feel, feel justified in the choices I make. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> Nonetheless, I'm, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Enjoying the game overall. Uh, it's definitely, yeah, definitely way better than modern warfare two. Um, yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Loving the shouts out to the, uh, the drone, um, breacher drone. I think the breacher drone is like the new drill charge for me personally. Um, I just love the direct line of sight where it just like, man, it's like, Hey, what is, what is an equipment for me where I can't really throw my grenade like perfect all the time or where I exactly want it. Uh, or like have a delay to it when people like, uh, stop peeking at me. Hey, it's the, is the breacher drone breacher drone pretty much answers all those questions. You know, it is, it is the, it is the breacher drone for sure. So yeah, modern warfare three, I'm enjoying it. I'm a, well, I'm a, as a, as a, as a sucker for call of duty, who's, who plays pretty much everyone. Uh, most of the, most of them, as long as they're, uh, modern, um, like black ops, modern warfare, world war two stuff. I'm a little iffy on, um, some of them, I, like I took Liberty with, uh, modern warfare, world war two, whichever, whichever one that was called, but wasn't really my style, but I am admittedly a shield slash sucker for call of duty. I, I compl- I'll complain, but I. <laughs> I'll complain, but I still play them and nonetheless. So anyway, moving on. Um, also played, uh, 
like a dragon gaiden of course of course absolutely um what 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 fan of yakuza would would i be if i did not play this so yes like a dragon gaiden um it is a i guess technically <laughs> i feel weird calling it a spin-off cuz it's it's not it's what i call it i guess a side game i guess it technically is a spin-off but i feel i feel i feel upset calling it a spin-off cuz it's not I don't know. Nonetheless, it is a game uh, that follows um, who's been the consistent main protagonist of uh, the Yakuza, Yakuza games for the the longest. Uh, Kiryu um, Kazama, Kazama Kiryu, whatever you want to say. I call him Kiryu either way. Uh, basically follows him from the events of like a dragon. Well, Yakuza six to um like a dragon uh uh that always i'm just it's gonna confuse me um yakuza 7 so pretty much this takes place between yakuza 6 and 7 and pretty much tells you what kiryu has been doing between these two games um yeah so kiryu is like a secret agent now he's um He's with this 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 specific clan, which I guess they alluded to in six technically, but I never really got that. Maybe they took a liberty to change it afterward, but nonetheless. Um, yeah, so he's an agent who's kind of uh how would I describe it? Uh indebted in a way, I'll say that. Where yeah, he has to uh work for them. So <laughs> he's basically literally 007 Kiryu, essentially, which is funny. Um, and also to, to further, uh, solidify that he has, uh, tech gadgets now. So he has like, uh, what I think they call it a spider gadget, but essentially is like, um, this, this long wire, a, a long wire that has properties like to bind and pull people and stuff in combat, at least. And, and also in the environment, there's like stuff you'll see with a blue glow that you can actually grab and get like he would like, you know, stuff that's on the ground in previous games. Um, what else? Oh yeah. You got his boots. He got like boots. He got other various spy upgrades, like a cigarette that explodes and, and interesting stuff in, in gameplay of that. So that, that is all to his, uh, agent style. So that's, it's technically a new style now where he basically has those, he uses those gadgets as well as his traditional, like traditional hand to hand combat. And then of course he has his like, you know, traditional beat em up style dragon, dragon, a dojima. Um, where, yeah, you have that as well. So, um, but yeah, technically I guess it's a, it's a shorter Yakuza game, but man, it feels, well, I'll say this. If you, if you, uh, if you critical path it, I can definitely see like, man, this game is short, but I feel like most Yakuza fans, um, well, yeah, I feel like most Yakuza fans play pretty much all of the game, um, in terms of like all the side stuff, um, where I, 
I'll say this. If, if you play a Yakuza game and only play only critical path it, I feel like you are missing out on a, a lot of the game. If you do that, I'll say that. So I can see a lot of people playing just the critical path and the main path of the game and not doing any of the side stuff. And then just be like, Oh man, that's short as hell. Well, with this, like I, I could see that, but it has a, a ton of side stuff. Pretty much it feels like similar to like all of the previous traditional, um, Yakuza games. So I ended up finished the game in like, I think 40 hours, technically, maybe it's some margin of, uh, of margin of <laughs> inactivity there, but overall roughly about 40 hours for me personally, as somebody who did literally everything, got all the achievements for it. Um, but yeah, it, um, yeah. So I, I heard some complaints about the game being short, but yeah, at least for me personally, I disagree. But again, I'm somebody who play thoroughly plays the Yakuza games, but I guess, yeah, if you were to critical path it, I can see that. Um, yeah, I, with that in mind, I was very surprised uh, going in. Cause like in my head, I'm thinking like, oh, okay, this is a shorter game in general. Um, set your expectations appropriately, which I, I did. But I was, when I did that, I was very surprised because it's like literally a lot of the stuff you do in this game, um, it's substantial. I was not expecting this to be 40 hours. That's for sure. I thought even including all the side stuff, which to some extent they do take some liberties and like include a lot of the side stuff that you otherwise would be forced. Well, not you wouldn't be forced to do in a, a longer game. So, and that, that is one aspect too. Like I was very satisfied with the length of this game. Like, considering if you do everything, most of the Yakuza games are like 90 hours plus. So it was also kind of refreshing for a Yakuza game. That's on the shorter side, which I was very like satisfied with the length of this game overall, considering the well, the crazy year this was in general, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. I dug the story too. It, 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 man, this, this once again, further solidified my admiration of Kiryu as a, as a character in general, like just when I thought he could, he, he didn't have any more depth to him technically, which technically would have been fine with me to be honest. But, um, it was like, man, you, you just got even more interesting as a character Kiryu. What the hell man? So yeah. Yeah, man. Kiryu, man, he is, ah, he's, uh, I, he's a great, he's a great character. He's a great character, man. If I, I ain't gonna lie. If I, when, when, and if I ever get a tattoo, he's definitely up there. He's, he's one of the, he's definitely up there for sure. (laughs) First, firstly, it would be the, his, his dope back tattoo, but I feel like that's, that feels a little taboo to kind of, well, I could do it more so where it would just be Kiryu, Kiryu himself on the back in a way, but I digress nonetheless. Um, yeah, if, if it, man, in an ideal world, I would definitely get like a, a Yakuza tattoo for sure. But 
Um, considering it's a lot of weird, gray areas there that at least currently I'm not, I've not necessarily thoroughly explored yet, man. I wish I was that dude. I think there was a dude that won. It was a guy that won, um, won a contest that like would give you Kiryu's back tattoo. Like they would do it for free. And I think it was like, that was like $8,000 tattoo or something like that. No, anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, this is, this was really good. Love the characters, the cast. Um, yeah, they, yeah. Again, without spoiling the game, it's, I thoroughly enjoyed like a dragon guide and, and, um, I've also been yearning for a tr- another traditional Yakuza game that isn't turn-based. It, it definitely scratched that ish for sure. Um, yeah, it just felt good to be back in a Yakuza game. Um, just, just doing the Yakuza stuff, your sub stories, your various mini games, um, and uh, things of that nature. It was, it was really, it felt really good. Felt comfortable, felt cozy in a lot of ways. Of course, <laughs> there, there, one, I think one testament to why, uh, Ryuga, Ryuga Gotoku Studios is able to churn these, these, these games out so easily is because they do reuse a lot of the same environments, but you know, Oh, let's put a little, put a little new and new activity there, new activity there. But because the environment is, is so comfortable, familiar, and, uh, varied, it's, it's easy, easy to do that, you know? So, um, even though they, they don't, it doesn't feel lazy. They also do add, they add a whole new area to the game, um, that I won't, well, you've seen in trailers, but, um, it is pretty in depth as well. So, um, also love the, uh, mini game. What is it called? Technically the battle Royale mini game. I've, I've, team battle. I just call it team battle, but basically where it's yourself and you can get like a team of 10 other people on your squad to fight a whole group of other, you know, uh, 11 plus people, um, which is very fun. Um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it after I progressed in it. Initially I was like, uh, okay. But then, yeah, those are very fun. And it's a lot of, there is a surprisingly a decent amount of, um, tacticality to it in a way where, you know, you, it, the positioning of your certain characters do matter a lot too. Um, and you know, that, that good old payoff, that good old payoff that you always get paid off to off in, in every, uh, Yakuza game still remains. So it, it checked all the marks for the most part, probably my one gripe. I'll say my one gripe after beating the game, um, was that, I don't know, maybe, maybe it could come down the line. I don't know. Or maybe it was in, in intended for you to get used to, uh, cure you not being the man that he was before, which is you, you, there doesn't seem to be a way to wear cure use trademark, um, you know, uh, suit that he's always wore it in the previous games. I found that very odd. I don't know why. I don't think I, 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 I don't think, and I would hope not that it's DLC or anything like that, which I think we would have gotten that by now, 
technically, but maybe they could, I guess, be grimy like that. I mean, if you wanted Goro or Dojima or um, what's his name? Sai Saijima, you would have to buy, you have to pay up for them, which is like, uh, but as long as I'm, I can play otherwise, which you can. So that's a little, that's a little, little, little money grubby, but eh, it's okay. It's fine. You don't, they're not required or anything. So it's okay. A little disappointing, but it's okay. Um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Loved it. Loved it. Even loved it. Even. But who knows that that could partially be just me yearning for a traditional Yakuza game um, after, you know, the direction that they're going with uh, seven and eight. But I digress. With that in, in mind, though, once you do complete the game, you do unlock the, the demo uh, for like a dragon eight infinite wealth. And, you know, is they creative because it's an eight. And we, we flipped it, we flipped the eight on the side. It's, it is a, it's the icon for infinite, uh, infinite wealth. Like, am I, am I, right one? I digress. <laughs> uh, infinite wealth. So yeah, there is two demos. There's like a story demo, which is pretty mad. I think it's, it's hard to get into because you know, it's not a full blown game. But then there was the Hawaii demo, which I think is the probably the demo they've been using um, previously before, you know, it, it uh, got out to the public. And man, that that demo was great. Pretty much you could explore all of Hawaii um, to get a vibe and get familiar with <laughs> uh, the locale that you will probably be playing for. Well, going by that recent news article that came out that uh yakuza we're we're gonna make it we're gonna make it so uh if you play it if you play it uh hardcore you're gonna get sick like all right i don't know if i i want that but 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 okay all right so yeah there's that if you want to get sick i guess they said because uh there's so much to play that like this is gonna be the longest game uh (laughs) the longest game you'll play and by Yakuza standards, that's going to be probably what 200 hours. I'm guessing minimum. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming if the previous Yakuza games are any Testament, but I digress. I don't know. Uh, nonetheless. Um, yeah. So the Hawaii demo was pretty dope. Some very, uh, interesting impressions, observations, um, being able to, uh, well, hearing, hearing NPCs speak English was very jarring <laughs> to me as somebody who was, you know, used to the, all the previous Yakuza games, you know? Um, yeah. So you're in Hawaii and, you know, obviously there aren't Japanese. Well, not a lot of Japanese people in Hawaii. Um, saw first, first black woman NPC. That's all. Go ahead, Ryugaku Tokyo Studios. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, man, again, yet another adjustment where I'm like, what? In a Yakuza game? I've got a black girl in a Yakuza game. Go ahead, RGG. Um, yeah. Combat, of course, if you played seven, is, is roughly the same. Um, of course, they I think they took a different some some liberties and changes. 
Um, I don't recall, maybe it was in seven. Um, but I don't recall you being able to do interact with the environment as much. Like if you're fighting people and you, um, there's a chair, you can actually pick it up. That gives you an option to attack with the said object. In in this case, for example, there's a chair in your way. You can use the chair as a weapon and attack the person. Um, and then there's proximity attacks where if you're close to one of your teammates, you attack somebody, then they can follow up with an attack, which I don't recall at least is in seven. Maybe it was, but I don't recall that being in seven. Um, and then of course, probably the best addition now is Kiryu, uh, being, well, I, they, they're touting him as the main character in the game as alongside Ichiban, but I think it's Ichiban is primary and Kiryu is very closely close, <laughs> closely close to Ichiban. Um, so Kiryu is dope in terms of his mechanics, uh, specifically his one mechanic in the game. Um, at least that I saw, uh, briefly, but now I was very interested in, in that you can, you can basically <laughs> defy the laws of the game in a way, um, <laughs> which I love. So basically I think when you get your infinite, infinite meter up or whatever, kind of, I assume it, at least the vibe I got is kind of similar to a limit break in final fantasy, um, where, you know, at least in this case, Kiryu's case, he can pretty much <laughs> move freely and beat the shit out of people. So basically in a way play like a traditional Yakuza game, which is pretty dope. You, you do get a, you do get a vibe of, um, of, uh, turn basedness to his gameplay when he has that, when he's in that mode, but it, it it's at least a nice nod to the previous games, um, which I, I, I highly respect and appreciate as somebody who, who, who prefers a beat em up Yakuza over the, um, uh, turn-based Yakuza. So that was very dope. So yeah, he literally has this, he has a, a, a sp- specified time limit that he can literally move freely and beat the shit out of people. And then once it expires, he's back to back to turn base mode, which is that is so dope and a cool take on, you know, trying to at least satisfy both parties in a way. Um, love that. Love that. I love it very much. So I thoroughly enjoyed that. I only got to do it like once or twice, I think, but man, when it happened, it was great. Um, yeah, other than that, there, there's the job system is back, which, you know, I recall from, uh, the previous one, I didn't really use it as much. Um, but yeah, you can still do it. <laughs> they got a, a creepy, uh, character now with the most deadpan, creepy ass eyes that you would not want to see dark at night, but there's that, um, what else? Uh, love the addition that you can play music. You can play music while you're walking around, um, walking around Hawaii, which is dope. You can use all of the, like they had a good selection, but you know, I had to, I had to play. I'm going to make her mine by, um, uh, what was this? Not Michael Jackson, but, uh, <laughs> what was it? Mike? Ah, what was now? Nah, I gotta look it up. I'm very curious. It wasn't not Michael Jackson, but, um, 
fuck. Something Johnson. Miracle Johnson. There we go. Miracle. <laughs> Mir- not Michael Jackson. Miracle Johnson. <laughs> you don't. Man. <laughs> <laughs> we we don't we we didn't get Michael Jackson, but we got Miracle Johnson though. <laughs> oh, that's funny when I think about it. We 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 couldn't afford Michael Jackson, but we we got Miracle Johnson though. Nonetheless, um, yeah, that that was very dope. Uh, so yeah, you could play um, you could play various music while you're walking or, you know, navigating Hawaii, which is pretty dope and makes a lot of sense. And the implication I get from that is like, man, ooh, you about to be spending some serious time in this game. If they're like, you know what, let's, let's put in some music so you can play, uh, while you're, you know, grinding <laughs> that, that, that's probably the biggest implication. Cause yeah, they, I think they, they know you're probably doing some serious grinding, where you're turning your mind off and you know what? Hey, let's play some music to kind of make this more enjoyable, uh, as a vibe I'm getting for sure. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I hope you can get a lot, pretty much almost all the classics. I want those, uh, miscellaneous, miscellaneous, random background jams. Um, hopefully that, 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 that makes it in. Um, shoot, if I have to fight 50, 50, 50 Amons for it, I don't care. I don't care. I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't care. So, um, that is noticeable. You can <laughs> also navigate or, uh, traverse using the, um, what is it? Not a, what is it called? Um, oh my God. What is the thing called? The thing, the the thing where you you put is like the two wheelers, and then you 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 go forward, and it it goes forward. Not a peloton. Well, I don't know why I want to say a peloton so bad, but what is it called? Um, the <laughs> I'm gonna be ignorant right now. The the uh the machine that that you lean you lean on. And, and it goes forward. <laughs> now you lean on it. It goes forward. Google, Google, Google got me. They don't got me. They don't know what they don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, what, what is that? What is that? Um, damn. What, what is that two wheeler? wheeler, um, machine called, what is that two wheeler machine called? That's gotta be, no, that's the, not a motor. What is, what is Google is, is failing me right now. What, what does, (laughs) this is funny. Y'all getting this really live right now. That's, that's, that's killing me. What does, uh, itchy bond. What does Ichiban ride uh, on in Hawaii? Uh, what is it? Damn it. Come on, Google. 
That was pretty close. What does Ichiban ride on in in Hawaii? What is what is Ichiban? It what is Ichiban riding um in Hawaii? Well, hey no. <laughs> that could be taken a lot of ways. Uh I didn't mean it, but uh Segway. Ah, oh, ah, oh, shouts. We found it. Segway. Fucking Segway. That's what it's called. Okay. So <laughs> oh, that is a funny ass tangent to be on. Nonetheless, uh, yeah, Ijiban driving on a damn uh Segway. But what was what was even more funny was seeing um so kind of like Final Fantasy, like in the in the at least in the trailers we saw where, you know, uh cloud is riding on Cocobo's Cocobo Chocobo's and like your uh, party members are also riding behind you. So in the same nature, you have a uh, Ichiban riding his Segway and then pretty much everybody else riding their Segway. <laughs> I don't know why it's just, it's just Kiryu's like perceived, like, you know, stoic, um, reserve nature, but <laughs> just seeing carry you in a segue just did something to my soul that gave me joy. It really did just cure you in a segue. I never thought I'd see that, but I did. And I was, uh, I was very satisfied. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. Cure you in a segue. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> that should be the subtitle for, uh, like a, like a dragon eight, like a dragon eight cure you on a segue. That that'd be great, um, but yes, yeah, man. Cure you on a damn segue. You you love it. You love it. I love it. I know that much. Um, outside of that, you know, uh, of course, some cool mini games. Love the uh the um crazy taxi. Yeah, it feels like a well, it feels like a, a evolution at crazy taxi. I'll say that it definitely seems to be based off crazy taxi but also is taking a lot of its own liberties. What is it called? Super, <laughs> super, super crazy. delivery. <laughs> I don't do it justice, but it's, I like to try super, 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 uh, super, super crazy. delivery. That's, that's, that's what he says, but I, I, I'm not Asian, so I'm not doing it justice. I'm just a black man that want to be trying to be Asian there. So, Super, super crazy delivery. Super, super, super crazy delivery. I'm, I'm sorry. That's that's the best. I, <laughs> that's the best I could do. Uh, I try so hard, uh, but nonetheless, yeah. So it's basically a cool mini game where you're delivering food. I guess it's kind of a take on Uber Eats and stuff like that. You're delivering food and like you're flipping around. I guess, well, you get more points if you do tricks between uh, deliveries. And then if you get enough points, then he'll say super, super super crazy delivery, you know? So there you go. Um, Yeah. 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 Um, There's a fun, uh, perverted, I guess this is dude that likes taking pictures of perverted guys. I forgot what they called it specifically, but it was basically some pervert. The, The mini game is pervert pervert snappy pervert snapping something where you're just taking a picture of all these, um, half naked men, um, doing poses 
And uh, I just personally felt weird doing that. I'm like, it's just all men just doing weird poses. But you know, it's it's Yakuza. I mean, that it, it's like we've not. That's that's that's. It's not like that's foreign in Yakuza games. But I digress. Um, yeah, man, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Hawaii looks great. Um, graphically, it looks way better. Um, also, like, um, piggybacking on the seeing a seeing a black girl in a Yakuza game for the first time, just seeing seeing uh American people in a grand scale um is is very odd for you know seeing just being familiar with the Yakuza games. So just an observation. But uh yeah. Like a dragon, infinite wealth. I'm uh I'll be infinitely waiting. <laughs> infinitely infinitely be waiting for that game, that's for sure. Um but yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Very hyped. Um, like a dragon guide in general got me very is getting got me very hyped for uh, uh, infinite wealth. So um, looking forward to well, <laughs> I was going to say I, I, I really can't wait, but I'm like, it's like going to be like almost a, a few months from now. So, yeah, I'm ready. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm partially ready. I'll try to be ready. Um, considering what we got the last was part two remaster coming out next year. Um, like a dragon, infinite wealth, uh, Tekken eight. Uh, damn it. That's going to be, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be, let me double check real quick. Duh, um, January game releases 2024. What, uh, what is January looking like? Um, Prince of Persia, the new Prince of Persia, January 18th. Last was part two, January 19th. Apollo justice, age attorney trilogy, January 25th. Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, January 26th. Tekken 8, January 26th. That's that well. That's it. But then February, um, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, February 1st. Persona 3 Reload, February 2nd. Suicide Squad, Killed the Justice League, February 2nd. Um, Destiny 2, The Final Shape, uh, 27th. Um, Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, February 29th. It's crazy. That is, uh, yeah, January, February going to be pretty busy. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying nonetheless. Um, yeah, like a dragon guide him. Um, also play a little bit of super Mario brothers wonder. Um, only maybe about three, four hours in, I think. Um, I'm enjoying it. Um, it is, it is a jolly game, a delightful game that, uh, I've not last Mario I played was, uh, super Mario Odyssey, which I didn't even finish, but, um, hopefully I'll do that at some point. But I was like, you know, I've been hearing a lot of good stuff about this game. Let me give it a shot. And, um, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised it, it is, uh, it is, um, not as, I guess, just, just taken a back by at least from what I hear a lot of people are saying, 
but I am enjoying it. I feel cozy. I want to keep playing, which is also a good sign. Um, I do like without spoiling uh, some of the stuff. Um, yeah, I do like the, the new liberties they're taking. It, it definitely feels fresh. Feels like they're they're They implemented a lot of new ideas, which, um, you know, I feel you'd, you'd assume like for a Mario game, considering the, the, the immense lineage of Mario that like, you know, they would have ran out of ideas, but no, it feels like they totally just got a, a whole new refresh outlook on Mario 2d Mario at least. Um, which yeah, I'm, I'm very much enjoying liking the, like the online, uh, aspect to it where it seems it, it, it's weird. It's like, it feels like uh dark souls in a lot of ways, which that is a very, uh, unlikely comparison, but nonetheless, it feels like uh dark souls and it's a uh, asymmetrical multiplayer where it's kind of like you can see p- other people playing the same level you are and doing certain things, which, you know, I think helps inspire you to like, maybe, Oh, they, they can actually go all the way up there. Let me, how did they do that? Let me try to get up there myself. So a lot of cool aspects like that. I think in general, you could technically match make and play games together, but I never really tried that. I never didn't really have a desire to, but apparently you can do that. I want to say I do like the, uh, the flag system. It seems like, um, if you die and you put a flag down, you can, if you go, if you, um, pass it, you, I believe revive somebody in another world that isn't in yours kind of thing which again is further added to the asymmetrical multiplayer with, um, with, uh, dark souls or like dark souls, which is, it's cool. It's like, you feel like you're connected, but not, uh, where it's getting in the way, (laughs) which is, I think that that is a pretty great balance for me personally, but yeah, so far I thoroughly am enjoying Super Mario brothers wonder. I can definitely see why people, um, are putting them, putting this in the game of the year conversation so far for sure. Um, yeah, with that being said, um, that concludes what I've been playing, get in what I've been watching real quick. Um, Loki season two. The finale. I feel like I may have talked about the finale. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. Nonetheless, I guess we'll reiterate either way. Um, did we? I don't think we did. Did I? Uh, maybe I did. Maybe I did. I think I did. I think I put this there when I didn't want to. Did I? But did I? It was really good. It was really good either way. It was really good either way. I'm just going to put that, say that. I feel like I'm, I, I did talk about it. Nonetheless, it was really good. Um, Invincible season two, uh, recently saw episode three. I think episode three. Where you, uh, follow Alan, uh, who was the dude you saw in the trailer, uh, or pr- promotional footage for the, for this upcoming season. Um, pretty much had a little snippet dedicated to him, uh, without spoiling stuff, which was pretty cool. Insightful. Um, curious to see where, where this goes. Definitely a lot of implications were made. Um, 
I, it was a little jarring where they like segmented as a separate episode and then it ends technically and you get credits. But what the, what the show has kind of trained you for where it's like, okay, here are the after credits. And then, um, it, it, it felt like it was going too long. Like, all right, this is weird. Why is it going longer? What is going on? And then it like went on for like another 20, 30 minutes. And then, um, so that was a weird choice. I feel like they could have refined that a bit, maybe not have credits. Well, but I guess they wanted to make it end technically. I don't know, but that was weird. Nonetheless, it was, it wasn't jarring. Well, it was jarring, but it wasn't detracting necessarily. Just, just an observation. Um, yeah, yeah. The big spoilers in this that I, again, I'm not going to spoiler a spoil, but, um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I've been hearing murmurs about some of these other episodes about to be crazy. Um, I'm, I'm invested. I'm, I'm ready for the ride. I'll say that. I, w- I will say that. Uh, what else? Also watched the Marvels. Um, so I guess I did, I did, I did. Um, anyway, watched the Marvels. Um, it was great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I love the chemistry between, um, Iman, Iman, Iman Villani. I think it's Iman Villani, uh, Tanya Paris, I, I believe. And Brie Larson. I think they all, I, I just enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it overall. Um, I guess you, you could definitely punch some holes in a lot of the aspects of it. Like the villain is very questionable, which I, I, I would agree. Um, but I don't think it necessarily took away from the, from the movie. I'll say that personally, it didn't bother me too much. I don't know. I I was just, I was just along for the ride, I guess. Um, then again, I guess you, that could go towards like your expectations for the, uh, for this too, technically, you know, Mm. um, but yeah, I enjoyed it, man. That after that, that, uh, mid credit scene, whoo, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, good to see them all together. Um, yeah, the, the ending and mid credits just, yeah, I love it. Loved it. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, also, um, was watching, uh, Scott Pilgrim takes off. Um, so this is on Netflix. It is a, basically another iteration of Scott Pilgrim but it's, uh, in it's animated form, pretty basically close as ever to, uh, it's comic, um, adaptation. Um, well, I don't, I don't know. It seems like maybe this might be different. Again, this is somebody who's never read the comics. I'm only familiar with the movie, the live action movie and the video game. So that is far, that's as far as I know about Scott Pilgrim when it comes to that, but I'm aware that there are comics that I guess presumably the, everything came from, but, um, yeah, I am digging it so far It's taken a very interesting, uh, change. I don't know if it's, if it's, um, akin to the comics or anything like that, but it seems like, Oh, 
Oh, interesting. All right. I guess. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. But yeah, love the love the art style, love the animation. Um, yeah, it is impec impeccable animation for sure. But uh, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. It's uh, it's it's it feels like it's 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 it is its own thing. So I'm um I'm all for that personally for sure. Scott Pilgrim takes off. Take it off. Take it off, Scott Pilgrim. Take it. Take it off. Just. <laughs> Let me stop. Um, and yeah, with that being said, I think that will conclude episode 186 of switches sites. Um, if you did like this podcast, feel free to like, rate, and subscribe on your various podcasting platforms. Uh, you can catch me record this live on Twitch TV slash safe switch. You can also catch the archive on youtube.com switch and yeah uh till next time y'all happy holidays uh happy turkey day um feel free to fuck <laughs> uh, get your damn game on oh yeah Nobody's safe.